Yes. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. There we go. I'm, I got a little bit lost here. Okay. Here we go. Well, thank you guys for um, joining us on today. I definitely am blessed and encouraged to be here. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. I'm excited about the, the uh, subject matter that Holy Spirit has given me on today. And uh, it's uh, entitled The Reach. Um, and um, for those of you who may not know me and you're new, God bless you and welcome. Um, I'm Prophet L.A. Holtz. All right. Again, this is the Scribal Conservatory Arts and Worship Center. Um, and again, on behalf of Apostle Teresa Harvard Johnson, we just want to welcome each and every one of you all on this morning. Uh, for those of you who um, I've invited, God bless you. I am teaching um, as part of the core group of the for the Scribal Conservatory. My mentor is Apostle Teresa Harvard Johnson, and we love you, Apostle. Uh, praise God. Um, Minister Dominique already mentioned giving. And for those of you who don't know, we do have Zoom services on Sundays, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we have Bible study on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Also Eastern Standard Time. All right, so let's uh, go ahead and get started. Praise God. Lord, I just um, thank you for the prayer, but I also want to decrease so that you may get the increase. I just want to acknowledge Holy Spirit and thank him for this message that will flow through me on today. Say whatever it is that you want to say, Lord, I'm yielded um, to your will and to your way. And I just thank you for the hearts of every person under the sound of my voice. God bless you. Okay, so people of God, there is a reach deep down on the inside of every son of God that gives us the supernatural ability to get to where we are going. A reach that allows us to not only dream with our holy imagination, but create as we partner with Holy Spirit through Christ. So today's prophetic message is meant to inspire some and wake up others, uh, to recognize the build, um, in reach um, on the inside of you. Amen. Praise God. So um, as Prophet Andrea always says, you know, we like words. We, You know, we like to break it down. So everybody's on the same uh, page. But I really love what Web Webster's Dictionary described as uh, a verb and a noun concerning the word reach. Amen. So uh, reach, you guys think about this. It's to stretch out to thrust, to touch or grasp by extension, to pick up and draw towards or take, to get up or as far as, like as far as you can go, you're reaching, um, as far as you can come to, to make an impression on, to communicate with, to hand over or pass. Okay, that is the verb of the word reach. Now let's talk about the not the noun reach. It's a continuous stretch or expanse. Okay, like the kingdom of God, it 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 moves and breathes like leavened bread. It is unstoppable, and it is a continuous 
stretch or expanse, like how we are when we are growing in God and we're going from glory to glory and strength to strength. It's a continuous stretch uh, or expanse. And it's an individual part of a progression or journey. Okay. We're talking about reach people of God, a reachable distance, ability to reach an extent or range, especially of knowledge or comprehension. Okay, so as we go through the message, I want you all to keep these definitions in the back of your mind because they will be instrumental in what the Lord wants to say on today. Praise God. Amen. Let's keep on going. So let's talk about the attributes of reach as to what what I want to touch on and what the Lord has given me on today. The first thing is I want to ask, are you reachable? That's the first question. Also, we're going to be talking about reaching your potential. We're also going to be talking about the reach of your influence. That's so important in the kingdom of God. You have to know who you're assigned to. Also, we're going to be talking about reaching a conclusion, okay? Um, Also, we're going to be talking about the extended reach, okay, compared to what we were saying already. And also, we're going to talk about the strain of the reach. Come on, you guys. This is a a prophetic revelatory message that the Lord has blessed me to have. And I know you guys are going to be blessed and encouraged. And last, we're going to talk about the transferred reach. Praise God. Praise God. All right, so let's talk about uh, first uh, participation, okay? So you can have all the tools needed for engagement, amen? But if you don't engage or participate when being reached out to, it won't matter, okay? It's like putting your phone on silent or ignoring the doorbell. It's what kids do when they ignore their parents calling them, okay? It's like putting your fingers, think about your spiritual fingers in your in your spiritual ears um, when you don't wanna hear what Holy Spirit is saying, when you don't wanna hear what someone is trying to tell you that the Lord may have sent. You have to participate when being reached out to. You must train your spiritual, and your spiritual selves to be reachable. Mm. Are you listening for instruction? Are you sensitive to his voice? Have you learned his knock? Okay, can you be reached? Hallelujah. That's the first uh, question you want to ask. Uh, answer. Can you be reached? Hallelujah. There's a lot of people out here today that refuse to be reached. When the Lord is calling, when the Lord is knocking, I I say this to married folks, you could be in a house full of people, but somehow, you know, when your spouse is knocking at the door, why is that? Because you built a relationship, you have become one, and it's just something about the essence and the fabric and the, and the presence. It's just something about knowing when your wife is knocking and how soft or how loud she knocks and the steps she takes and, and where she places her hand and where he places his hand and knock on the door. Does he knock like this or does he knock like this or does he just, you, it's something about being reachable. It's something about building that relationship with the Lord where you just know when he's trying to reach out to you. Ah, come on. Let's keep on going. I'm sorry. I'm just on the first slide. Let me let me simmer down. Are you reachable? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Revelations 3, 
and 20, it says, behold, hallelujah. It says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. I want to point out one of the most important parts of this scripture. This is the age old question of, well, why did God allow this to happen? And why did Jesus allow this to happen? And if God is this and that, why, 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 why? The question is, are you reachable? We need to start and stop with that. Because it says he stands at the door and not mind you, the, 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 the cows on a thousand hills belong to the Lord. Everything on this earth belongs to the Lord. So he, he, know, he has the key, but it says he knocks. Why does he knock? Because in the new covenant, we have free will to decide if anyone hears my voice and opens the door. See, there's a lot of people hearing his voice, but guess what? By free will, you can decide if you are reachable or not. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I want to say this to people who may not know the Lord just yet, but you're curious and you're standing there and you hear his voice. He is a gentleman. He does not force his way into your heart. You have to listen and open the door. You must be reachable. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's keep on going. Let's talk about reaching your potential, people of God. First uh, Peter 2, 9 and 10, it says, but it says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. There's that reach again. He's reaching for us when he calls us out of darkness into the marvelous light. It says, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy, okay? So we have been created by design to succeed in Christ, okay? So when the Lord gives us an assignment, the Bible says we are already chosen. Hallelujah. So all this means is now we must partner. This is what Apostle Pam and, and, and Prophet Andrea talk about all the time, partnering with Christ, partnering with Holy Spirit to make sure that we can walk out the potential that is already on the inside of each and every one of us, okay? Ephesians 2 and 10, I love this. It says, for we are his workmanship. Come on, come on. He forms us. He works on us. He molds us into his image and his likeness. It says, created in Jesus Christ for good works. That's a, that sounds like potential. Not bad works for good works, which God prepared beforehand. He had the forethought to prepare beforehand that we should walk in them. 
Come on, you should never have an excuse that you cannot reach your potential because the reach is already on the inside of us. And when he reaches out to us and we reach out to him, what happens is we form a partnership of yes, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. And we can then propel that reach into an assignment that is completed and done. Hallelujah. Let's keep on going. Woo. Let's talk about the path is already laid out, right? When we are going on that road called potential, that journey towards our potential and to our assigned place that the Lord has given us. Can you see that the path has been formed and designed for each of you? Mm. Can you? All you have to do is walk on the design path meant for your life. See, the word of God is our map, okay, people of God. The spirit of God helps us along the way. When there are storms that make it hard to see what's coming, what happens is it goes before us to prepare the way and then reaches back and takes our hand and guides us through. Even if there are stumbling blocks or a bumpy road, his mercy gives us a heads up if we remain reachable and don't allow low vision and don't allow the cracks of life and don't allow the stumbling blocks along the way to distract us from where we're trying to get through and from where we're trying to get to hallelujah so as you see this picture there's a sidewalk and it is clear where where it's going it's, it's a straight line there's no debris there and and on the right and the left is is manicured perfectly it's a beautiful scenery sometimes this is how life is when we remain reachable to the lord and we remain reachable to holy spirit he allows us to have sometimes smooth sailing at times, okay? I, I gotta say at times because I don't want those who may be new in the Lord to think, oh, it's gonna be easy breezy. No, the Bible says in life, there'll be many troubles, but the Lord will deliver us out of them all. But, but he makes a path that's already laid out for us. The problem is sometimes when we looking over at someone else's path, we're like, well, let me jump over here and see if I can walk that, that path. But guess what? That path wasn't designed for you. And so you find out that it's not easy over there and you start messing up and you start getting confused and you start uh, 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 letting out the wrong words. And it's just, no, stay on the path designed and laid out for you and your assignment. Come on, we're talking about the reach on today. Let's talk about the reach of influence, your reach of influence, okay? This is uh, 1 Corinthians 8, and we're just going to read it because it's so important that you all get this, praise God. Verse 8, it says, I mean, um, verse 1, it says, now about food sacrifice to idols. We know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Come on. Those who think that they know something do not yet know as they ought to know. But whoever loves God is known by God. So then about eating food sacrifice to idols. We know that an idol is nothing at all in the world and that there is no God but one. 
uh, verse uh, verse five, for even if there are so-called gods, little g, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and in many idols, is uh, many lords, uh, yet for us, there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through all uh, through whom we live. Seven, but not everyone possesses this knowledge. Some people are still accustomed to idols that when they eat sacrificial food, they think of it as having been sacrificed to a God. And since their conscience is weak, listen, they, uh, it is defiled. Listen, but food does not bring, listen to this, food does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat and no better if we do. Okay, we're talking about the reach of influence. Let's keep going. Nine, be careful. However, come on, there's the caveat. Be careful, however, that the, that the exercise of your rights or your freedom does not become a stumbling block to the weak, okay? For if someone with a weak conscience sees you with all of your knowledge, eating in an idol's temple, won't that person be emboldened to eat what is sacrificed to idols? So this weak brother or sister for whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge. It's destroyed by your freedom. Come on. When you sin against them in this way and wound their weak conscience, you have sinned against Christ. Listen, therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again so that I will not cause them to fall. Now, this is also can be a metaphor for several other things, but I'll just say this. When you have a reach of influence and you have people around you that are not as mature in the Lord as you are, there may be some things that the Lord uh, has have allowed you to do in his permissive will, but not his perfect will, where if you did that in front of someone else, it could cause them to faint. It could cause them to fail. It could cause them uh, to backslide, especially if they're trying to get to know the Lord. I'll give you a perfect example. Hallelujah. We're talking about eating here. Let's stay right there. I have friends that are vegans. They are spirit-filled and they love the Lord. I am not a vegan per se, but I don't mind vegan food. So guess what? When I hang out with my vegan friends, it does not matter how anointed they may think I am. As soon as I order a steak, I have brought offense to the table. <clears throat> so guess what? It doesn't matter if the mysteries of heaven are flowing from my lips. If I am eating steak, guess what? They are no longer listening. And, and don't let them be radical vegans. Because not only are they offended, they're ready to shut the whole restaurant down. They don't want to talk to me no more. And, and they are just appalled at the fact that I've eaten some meat. So, so here, when you have a reach of influence, whatever that is, whatever circle that's in, whether it's personal one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's ministry, there are just some things that everyone cannot handle coming from leadership. And leadership, no matter how anointed, no matter how 
uh, deep, no matter how profound the preached word is on the inside of you, you have to give an account and consideration of your reach of influence. We see it all over social media. We see it all over the news. These leaders have lost their minds, doing all kinds of stuff, could care less if there's a camera there. And they justify by saying, I'm free, don't judge me. But they are not taking into consideration the reach of their influence. They're not taking into consideration what 1 Corinthians 8 says, if you sin against one of these, you are sinning against Christ. That's what the word says. We, people of God, have to get back to what the word says and stop living off the highs of our opinionated lives. The reach of your influence is just as much as a witness to the people of God as it is what you say, if not more. Hallelujah. So if I'm with a group of people who just graduated from Alcoholics Anonymous, hallelujah, do you think it would be wise to go out and order liquor or something to drink? That's not wise. The reach of your influence is always considering someone else above yourselves. And when you are called into a higher standard, so much is given, much is required. When you are called into a higher standard, it comes to a point where your life is not your own and you are not living for yourself, but you are considering the reach of your influence. Whew. Let's keep going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So maturity causes you to reach back. So you, what do you do? You meet people where they are. You meet people where they are and not where you are. Hallelujah. You see this picture of the microphone, okay? It is an honor to have uh, an appointed time to minister to God's people. It is a uh, it is a responsibility. And when you get called to that place, you have to, you have to consider the reach of your influence. There's no other way. You just have to consider it. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's keep going. Amen. Know when to take heed. We are now on reaching a conclusion. You need to know when to take heed, okay? This sign says danger, danger, keep out. Sometimes the Lord will, will warn us, right? And, and we have to come to the conclusion that the, that the cloud or the time or this prophecy, whatever it is, this has passed. This season is up. So the conclusion is let me move forward because I need to reach beyond what I may have missed. Sometimes we have to continue on in the journey. Hallelujah. I've gotten several prophecies about several things, but the time for those prophecies has passed. And so there's fresh manna now. So I've moved on from when I, I got a word that I should be a politician or I should be a lawyer. Now I may at some point decide to go to law school, but what I'm saying is, I'm in a different season now. Hallelujah. Let's talk about old things being passed away. 
okay? Romans 6 and 23, it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, it says, therefore, if anyone, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. It says the old things have passed away and behold, the new has come into being. Amen. We talked about earlier that path that has been set out before us. So I want you to take a look at this picture. Now, most people will look at this picture from the perspective of getting to the end of a thing, which is the conclusion of it all. You, you have reached the end of your prepared place. You have reached the end of the road that was predestined before you. You have completed that particular task. But when I looked at this picture, ah, I looked at this picture not necessarily as a dead end. I looked at it from the opposite side of this, uh, this, uh, this little border thing, whatever this is. I looked at it from coming from the other side where the road was not easy because we're talking about that reach. Sometimes you may be going through some things and the other side of the barrier represents those old things, okay? They are passed away. When we are in a life before salvation, that's what that road looks like. There's no direction, right? Because you can't hear, right? Uh, the road is choppy. There are stumbling blocks and rocks everywhere. You can't get comfortable, even if you have on good shoes, because you don't know where you're going. Without Christ, you have no direction. You have no straight path. The prepared place you have not set upon just yet. But oh, when you just leap on over, when you say yes, when you reach beyond your place of trouble, come on. See, I'm coming from the backside. Now I'm reaching over. I'm stepping over the barrier. And what happens when you get to that yes in Christ? What happens when you sit your foot on that prepared place? The road is smoother. Come on. There's nobody in the world that can tell you that they feel better not being with Christ after they've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. There's no one on the face of the planet, even if you backslidden, you backslidden because you need some deliverance in some areas. It's not because God didn't do you right. Come on. Once you get that prepared place in your reach, once you get that prepared place in your system, once you get that prepared place, you begin to walk that walk that's been prepared for you before the foundations of the world and you get settled in your identity in Christ. The road is smoother and those old things are passed away. Now you tell me, if you're riding in a, a sports car, what part of this road would you rather have? You want the paved road. You want the prepared road. You want the road that has been worked on and the construction that's made it smooth so that you can, 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 can ride on it and walk on it and know where you're going and headed. Hallelujah. Let's keep on going. Hallelujah. Let's talk about the extended reach. First Chronicles 4 and 10, it says, now Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Mm. Enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me 
and that you would keep me from harm that it may not pain me and God granted him what he requested. There comes a time in your walk when your reach is extended and your territory is broadened, hallelujah, and your borders are enlarged, okay? So when greater grace comes upon you, God begins to enlarge your territory. So what once was hard, once what once was difficult becomes easy. And then that's when you go from glory to glory and strength to strength. Hallelujah. And he's assigned you to one person. And when he enlarges your territory, now you find yourself speaking into the lives of 10 people and 20 people. And, and, and once he started you out with a small business and now down the line of that prepared place for you, now you have a, a building over here and now he's granted you favor with the I hope somebody's listening by the spirit uh I gave you a building over there and you didn't even ask to buy this building but it went on the market it was in foreclosure and now it's just a dollar through the city I hope y'all heard me and you went down there and you were the only one that knew it was open and God said buy this building for a dollar I'm enlarging your territory hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, that you might bless me indeed. Whew. There's an extended reach that the Lord wants us to get to. Hallelujah. Let's go. Let's go. There is a different prayer for every position that the Lord brings us to. When you first get saved, you don't know how to pray as eloquently you may pray a minute, you may pray 30 seconds. It doesn't matter the space or the time. Don't get me wrong, it's the heart posture. However, there comes a place when you are mature in the Lord where your prayer just changes. It's just different. It's, it, it may be longer. It may be in depth. You, you may know how to target your prayer specifically, right? There's a different prayer for every position. People of God. Those of you who are called into the ministry, you know what I'm talking about. There's a different prayer you pray when it's warfare. There's a different prayer you pray when you mad and you see the enemy coming from afar and you know how to posture yourself in prayer. There's a different prayer you pray when somebody needs deliverance versus somebody just wants to have a, there's a different prayer when somebody scrapes their knee versus on their deathbed. There's a different prayer for every position. Come on. Ah, hallelujah. For every promotion, there needs to be a different reach of prayer for that new place. Hallelujah. Ah, let's keep going. Let's talk about the extent of your reach. Let's talk about the extent of your reach. See, you have to know your capacity. You have to know your wingspan. Mm. If your wingspan is shorter, become an expert in whatever is within your reach. Ha, huh. let me say that again. There is a capacity that comes with grace. There's a capacity that comes with anointing. Everybody who saved has a measure. Don't get me wrong. 
but there are some of us who are called to a higher position. And it doesn't mean somebody is better than, it just means they have a greater measure of grace. And to say it in, in practical terms, they have a, a, a longer wingspan than someone else. A pigeon is not an eagle, hallelujah. A, 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 a sparrow or a little robin is not an albatross, okay? Come on, hallelujah. So in that, that state of being a little bitty cute little robin and, 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 and having that measure of grace, you be an expert, hallelujah. If, 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 if it's the same, doggone it, you good in, in, in your vocal classes and you take your vocal warm-ups and, warm and you practice your, your music and you study, but there's something about that wingspan and that reach of some of these bigger predatorial birds for, that, that they can go ahead and they can glide on through. Woo. This is glide in your reach. This is a picture of an albatross. It's the wandering, wandering albatross, okay? And it has been declared as the bird with the largest reach, the largest wingspan among all living birds. Its wingspan on average ranges from 8.2 to 11.5 feet. Y'all hear me? Larger wingspans are about 13.8 to 17 feet. That have been reported, but they're not, not verified. See, the largest wingspan bird, wandering albatross, ever recorded was about 11 feet and 11 inches. Listen to this. Since it is the largest wingspan bird, which makes it a skilled gliding bird with the capacity to float in the air for several hours without flapping its wings. Come on, I hope y'all hear me by the spirit. It flies for about the distance of 22 meters for a single meter drop. One interest, interesting fact about the largest wingspan bird in the world is that it also sleeps while flying. We got that from birdflight.com. I want to say something by the spirit. When you have a greater reach, when you have a greater capacity to reach beyond some people who may be around you, what may be hard for one person is easy gliding for you. What may be difficult for some, because that's not the path that was assigned to their reach, will be easy, so easy that you're doing it in your sleep. How? Oh, that you're doing it in your sleep. You know how they say, I want to I wanna make money in my sleep. There comes a time when the Lord allows your reach to be so vast and so long and so big that you can glide, that you can glide for hours without flapping, without even putting a sweat. Ah, come on. That's how I am in the arts. It does not matter what it is, I'm gliding. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not in deep prayer about it. It's just the reach on the inside of me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. <laughs> Let's talk about the strain, the strain of your reach. We almost done people of God. <laughs> hallelujah. In Luke 17 and 39, it says, one of the days while Jesus was teaching, some proud religious law keepers and teachers of the law were sitting by him. They sat, come, they, they had come 
from every town in the countries of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. The power of the Lord was there to heal them. Uh-huh. Some men took a man who was not able to move his body to Jesus. He was carried on a bed. They looked for a way to take the man into the house where Jesus was, but they could not find a way to take him in because of so many people. Come on. They made a hole in the roof over where Jesus stood. We're talking about that reach. Then they let the bed with the sick man on it down before Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, friend, your sins are forgiven. I want to say to you right now, sometimes there may be assignments and situations where you may have to strain to reach to get to where God has called you to go. But just like the men in the Bible, when you put forth that effort, like this little girl in this picture, she couldn't quite reach that book, so she had to strain up there to get to where she's going. Guess what then? God will step in and say, look at my child. Look at the faith that you're exercising by straining your reach. Let me extend my glory. Let me extend the anointing that's on your life so that you can reach that thing that you're trying to get to. Just because you went forth, just because you went ahead and took that extra step, just because you didn't know where the money was coming to, but you still went ahead and started that business I put on your heart. Just because you didn't know where the healing was coming from, but you called those things that be not as though they were. Just because, ha, just because you strain your reach, I'm going to meet you there. And my hand is going to reach what it is that you're looking for. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. The strain of your reach. Woo. God honors the strain of your reach. There's a determination that comes with the strain of your reach. There's an exercising of faith that comes with the strain of your reach when you can't reach something, but you're determined anyway. Woo. Lord, that looks like it's out of my reach, but I am just believing you that if I take one step, you're going to take the rest of them with me. I want to exercise my faith. I want to partner with Holy Spirit. Lord, I, I'm having fun with you, Lord. I want to go ahead and test your word right now. Lord, when you have a relationship with God, you know you can do those type of things, Lord. That's what your word says. So I'm going to strain right here. I'm going to see if I can get it. He said, this is on your path. I was waiting on you. It was already in there. I put a greater reach in you than you even knew you had. Stop looking at your physical arms. Stop looking at your bank account. Stop looking at who's around you, but strain in that reach and see what happens. <laughs> hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Let's talk about the transferred reach. We almost done, hallelujah. Some things you can't reach unless passed to you from a person with greater access. Ha, hallelujah. Let me say that again. Some things we cannot reach unless it's passed to us from a person with greater access. Come on, come on, come on. 
that lets you know that no man is an island unto himself. That lets you know that God is into community. We're in the new covenant. We don't do things by ourselves. He will assign a team to the uh, the assigned place. He will st- assign a team to that prepared place we talked about in the beginning of this teaching. He will assign people to hold up your arms. He will assign people to help when you are trying to extend your reach. He will allow the transfer reach to take place. I want y'all to look at this picture. It's a picture of a beautiful uh, spread of food with the family sitting down at the table. But if I take my arrow and I point to this piece of bread and this salad on this table all the way to the left, and the person all the way over here wants to get that bread and that salad, they can't reach it. But guess what? The person in the middle can take the plate and pass it on down. That's a transfer reach the transferring of anointing. Do you notice that when you're around certain anointed people, whatever it is that they're good at doing, you begin to do it the more you hang around them? That's a transfer reach. When I do plays and stuff, I I can tell you how many people wrote plays after they left the transferred reach of the anointing on my life. Whether they know it or not, God knows that there's a transferring of anointing that comes upon us when we are in that assigned place with the assigned people people God has assigned us to. Woo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's keep going. Hallelujah. Talking about each one reaching one. Each one reaching one. Hallelujah. This is 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 8. It says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, reprove, <coughs> rebuke and encourage with every form of patient instruction. Let's keep going. <clears throat> For the time will come when men will not tolerate sound doctrine Come on, are you reachable? But with itching ears, they will gather around themselves teachers to suit their own desires. We're seeing that right now. Okay, so they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. They they become unreachable. Hallelujah, they become unreachable. It says, but you be sober in all things, endure hardship, Do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry for I am already being poured out like a drink offering and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. From now on, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. If this is not what it's all about, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but to all who crave his appearing. Come on, be reachable. That's 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 8. It gets to a point in our lives and our walk where, where we have to transfer that reach, like these hands here. You have to transfer one to another because there will come a point where we get to the end of our assignment and you will be held accountable for not transferring what God has given you to someone else that's assigned to you. Are you reachable? Are you transferring the reach? Are you extending that reach? Come on. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Each one reach one. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, so right now I'm going to uh, stop the share just for a second. And I'm going to read this piece real quick and then I'll go back to the share. But again, we're talking about are you reachable? Hallelujah. 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 This piece is called The Reach. His reach in you is, is vast. Like the ocean, present, future, and past, the reach in you will last because his love has melted off the mask. Before him, life was just trash. Be regular, I'll just pass. His word is ever reaching places undiscovered in realms of revelation. That's just the beginning of class. There's a mass of reachers running towards truth. Your reach begins in your youth. Reach your potential so others can follow suit. Your paths have been etched out. Follow it too. Your wingspan is growing. So prepare on what to do. Be bold as a lion as you come to and conclude. There's no need to strain when Christ is walking with you. The transferred reach will support your new place. The reach inside of you is still ever growing with more space. Extend your reach as you stay in your father's face. No more excuses or holding back. Let Christ plead your case. Your reach is long and needing to make haste like leftovers tossed out you should no longer be no more waste use every park as fuel so you can run your race no more worried about being broken he has healed the leaks it's your turn now so be open and available for the reach hallelujah hallelujah on behalf hallelujah of apostle Teresa, i'm prophet la hopes i want to thank you guys for joining us on today um for the reach hallelujah thank you god bless each and every one of you praise god